The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 9th of April, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I've got a great show lined up for you, as I normally do, yes indeed. In the first hour, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with David Mong. Now, I've had him on the show in the past, uh, at least uh, two or three times. He's originally out of South Africa and has relocated stateside. The second hour, I have another South African who is also relocated stateside, that being uh, my good friend Jeremy the Pitbull Smith. Yes, indeed. Coming up in the third hour, <laughs> the icon and I, Stephen James, of course, we have an interesting conversation as we return to the Outlaw Radio bashing zone. Before I get to any of that, I want to cue the first song of the show, this is Tyson James with Bryson Gray called 2A. I'll be back with the conversation with David Mung right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. So you mean to tell me that the God-hating, baby-killing left wants to let people out of jail, let people loot, let people riot, let people burn down buildings, and they want to take my gun? What the? My mood say keep the two-way, don't snooze. This could go two ways, what to do? You say it's about race, boo-hoo, high-speed chase, now you catch a case like a fool, huh? Now you want to come and take my rights? You gotta be dumb, can't take my light. I'ma set it right, can't take my fight. And I'ma be with Christ if you take my life, boom, boom. With the truth I'm coming with We living in the last days, I'm loving it I'ma be the one I'm 100 for the fun of it Wayne Fuss coming till then, here's another hit <laughs> Till then lay low, I ain't gonna move till God say so Get the green light, I'm not afraid bro Stay strapped and it won't sell it for a peso, man 2A is a blessing, don't test cause I do spray when it's threatened Come take my possession, you don't wanna play Bang bang do the flexing Cross the line, y'all are foul Kill the innocent and smile Y'all about to make me pull a cow 
Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't want to test because the 2A dumb. Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't want to test because the 2A dumb. Respect my 1A. Try to attack me, then that be a dumb play. Try to take 2A that only ends one way. Ay, I mean, we got it that one day. Ay, I'm a gun tone patriot. I exercise my 2A. They ain't taking mine. I don't knock out what the news say. Tell them people that it better tighten up and shoot lace. I'm hot. Better get some water. Boy, the Bobby Boucher. Dang. Call my office. Come out like a boomerang. Y'all making something saying nothing like a booty tank. Touch my hat. Click, clap. Let it truly bang. Act tough on the internet. It's no computer game. Think I win it now, but the Patriots should truly reign. You can stupid process every time you play a stupid game. And media controls you. I am not a person to be tired. looting in the streets, but is there really something to be gained? 2A is a blessing. We don't test because they do spray when it's threatened. Come take my possession. You don't want to play bang bang through the flexing. You cross the line. Y'all are foul. Kill the innocent and smile. Y'all about to make me pull a cow. Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't want to test because the 2A dumb. Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't want to test because the 2A dumb. Freak out from jail. Feel like y'all want hell. Feel like y'all want to hate. We about to break, come take him out the cell. And we ain't no joke. Ain't no joke, man. Giant been woke. Huh? You stoke violence, man. Trust me, you don't want the smoke. We ain't looking for a fight, but we got it. I'm about to blood you, but thug just stop it. And now you about to call myself a prophet. But y'all lost it. BLM got it. Man, what y'all doing? All I can see is hate y'all spewing. Y'all want a war, I can feel it. Brewing. Keep attacking people, keep looting. 2A is a blessing. Don't test, cause I do spray when it's threatened. Come take my possession. You don't wanna play, bang bang through the flexing. You cross the line, cross the line. Y'all are foul, kill the innocent and smile. Y'all about to make me pull a cow. Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't wanna test, cause the 2A dumb. Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't wanna test, cause the 2A dumb. Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't wanna test, cause the 2A dumb. Everywhere I go, my 2A come. When I'm at church, my 2A come. When I protest, my 2A come. You don't wanna test, cause the 2A dumb. Told you stop testing me, man. I suggest that every Antifa take notes right now. Okay? Don't come to my house. Don't come to my city. And stay away from my family, because I will. Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all-natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. 
Our number one problem in this country is that nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. But don't quote me on that. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Words of power. They have meaning. A people which is able to say everything becomes able to do everything. Freedom of speech. Freedom of expression. Right to free speech. It guarantees everyone a voice. In 1852, Frederick Douglass spoke out against the injustices of slavery. In 1873, Susan B. Anthony argued the prejudice of voting laws. In 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. helped to end segregation laws. These voices changed history. Make your voice heard. For more information, visit www.freedomofspeechpsa.com. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard 2A by Tyson James and Bryson Gray. Now it's time to go to Outlaw Radio World News with special guest David Mong. Here we go. Outlaw Radio World News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio World News. I want to welcome back to the show. It's been a while since I had him on. David Mong, originally out of South Africa, last time I talked to him. Now he's uh, stateside in Illinois. What's going on? Hey, Billy. No, very nice to hear your voice again, my friend. Now we are. Uh still trying to adjust to uh, your weather this time. It's, uh, this side, it's bloody cold. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 
But hey, uh, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Hey, go, go down to Florida or to somewhere in the somewhere in the southern region down there. It's it's quite a bit warmer, like South Africa. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not used to this weather. I mean, before lunchtime, I had uh, all four seasons already experienced uh, at, uh, probably about two or three times today. Well, I had snow falling on me. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not used to that. I mean, I'm residing in the, uh, in the free state and uh, you never see snow there. So this is my first time experiencing snow, but hell, it's cold, yeah. I just uh, adjusted the temperature of the house as well. It's, it's, so, uh, yeah, so I can just warm up a bit. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, to get out of South Africa for a reason, things are, things are not going well over there. I mean, obviously, I talked to uh, Chris Wyatt a few weeks ago, talked about this law that they're passing now that uh, if you're going to post a video on YouTube or Facebook or tw even Twitter, whatever, it's got to be, it's got to be approved. So there's, there's no freedom of speech. Um, obviously land expropriation without compensation is, uh, the wheels are, are turning on that one. Um, obviously mm -hmm. it sucks that you have to, you have to leave your homeland, but, but at the end of the day, if, uh, you're going to deal with a corrupt government like that, what choice do you have? Yeah, well, for the most part, Billy, in short, I just got fed up with uh, trying to battle for survival for for my house, uh, for my family. So, uh, yeah, I had to take the difficult choice and uh, leave my wife and kids, which uh, I love very, very much. I had to leave them back in South Africa and uh, come over here and so I can, I can support them. And, um, well, I've been here for two weeks now and it is such a good experience being in a country where everything works. That is probably the most wonderful experience I had in a very, very long time. Uh, everything just works. There's, there's, no, there's no load shedding. There's no water shedding. Uh, it, it's, it's wonderful being here. And uh, I, I spoke to my wife, and we've been speaking about this for about two years now. Uh, because of the corruption in South Africa, because of the farm murders, I mean, we, we are not safe uh, on our farms. We're not safe in our cities. And uh, this is, uh, this is a, um, well, this has been coming for, for almost two years. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm in the process of selling off everything that I own in South Africa, and I'm going to bring my family to the U.S. We, we had enough. We, 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 we cannot take this anymore. I mean, the job opportunities... Um, are, are so scarce that um, it is it is basically impossible to support one's family. Um, the basic wages are too little. Um, uh, as I said, corruption, uh, it's, it's a very big problem. And then most of all, uh, above everything else, is our safety. And I mean, uh, I only have daughters, and, and their safety is, is my first priority. And uh, so we have been talking about this for close to two years. And, uh, well, finally I'm here. Uh, so, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move my family to the U.S. It's, it's, uh, it's better. Um, the people are 
the people are very accepting. Accepting. Uh, they are accepting us. Um, I mean, they're very, very friendly, very helpful. Uh, whenever, wherever I go, people are greeting me. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still getting used to your currency and the way things work. And all of a sudden, I have to drive on the right hand side of the road. And and people are so so understanding and, and helpful. Well, and and I'm grateful for that. No, yes, it's 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 wonderful. Well, also, it probably helps when you have to drive on the left-hand side of the car, too. Yeah, well, that was strange. Uh, I mean, the guys that I work for, uh, I won't mention the company's name, but um, uh, the very first day they gave me my, my uh, company vehicle, I went and I um, got into the, into the right-hand side of the vehicle, and they couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm steering wheel steering wheel being on the right hand side but yeah yeah that was good fun yes yeah <laughs> totally understandable there but um, yep. there's got to be one concern because I heard some other stories too see people yeah. like, people like you who were coming over to the US or or going to Europe getting a job just like you you have done making the money you need to get your family over here and when of course, so you got to you got to send that money over there, and yeah. and uh, you know the there's the South African government. Oh, I think I'm just going to keep this. Fuck you. There, well, there's well in in that regards. Um, sorry for interrupting you. They uh, they cannot really touch my money when I'm sending it over. Um, so on back in on SA side. Yeah, when it's in my account and it's being used there, yes, they can uh, they can tax me on that. But when I send it over, luckily I'm safe there. I, I don't get taxed uh, by sending it over. So your wife can safely collect it w- uh, when you send it. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, so that's that's one positive. Uh, the government can't touch my money that side. Good, good. Well, let's hope they don't figure out a way to do so. I uh, would well, hope not. Luckily, it's only going to be for about two months that I have to send money home, and uh, then they will they will uh, be on the side as well. But having mm. them over there and having you over here, that's got to be tough. It is really tough. Um, for the first week, uh, I, well, whilst I was adjusting to the time difference because um, my brain tells me now it's time to sleep, but actually it's daytime now, so I had to adjust. I had quite a bit of uh, jet lag for the first three days. And uh, because of the time difference, uh, I didn't sleep very well. And um, so whenever my uh, my daughters called me, um, they called me up 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, then it's about just afternoon in South Africa. And, um, yeah, but Dad, we miss you. And it's just tears. And I know my girls, I love you more, but Daddy has to sleep now. <laughs> so it, it, it's been taking a toll on me for um, but we, we, yeah, well, I think I've adjusted now, and they adjusted that time, uh, that side as well. So, yeah, we we had to work our, our time differences out. But for the most part, yes, it's very, very difficult um, being so far apart from my family. I really miss them. Um, I think for most of the guys that are working uh, in the U.S., um, just for, for, um, for let's, let's put it on record, uh, each year, because the way things are going in South Africa, 
Um, we are more than 350,000 South Africans working agriculture, agriculture work each year in the, in the U.S. Yes, yes. But being here in America, um, thing, there has to be things that concern you, especially the Biden administration. And the, basically, I forgot what it was called, but Biden wanted to introduce something that's very similar to black economic empowerment. Yes, I've, I've heard about it. Um, I've, I've seen a documentary. Well, I started to look at the uh, documentary. I uh, didn't finish it. I was still supposed to finish it. That um, someone sent to me about um, this one family that had uh, a piece of land where no one wanted to live. And they started it from, from scratch. And, uh, well, the government wants to take it from them. So uh, I'm, I'm seeing this, this problem I hope it never uh, it never comes to to that point where South Africa is now where well for the luckily the the that um, changing of that law uh, did not pass in South Africa as far as I know uh, as I know uh, but I'm speaking under correction that land expropriation without compensation. Um, while they're still fighting for that to to be implemented, but at this at, at this stage it's a bit halted. So I, I really I really I'm, I pray to God that this doesn't happen to America. Um, I think Americans have to protect protect their their right uh, to own property, to own guns. Um, I mean, as I see it and what I've learned from America. The one thing that America offers is no discrimination and freedom. Now, what more do you want? You want to live on your own piece of land, your own house, and you want to be safe. I mean, your tax dollars are paying for your safety. So the government has to do their fucking job and protect your protect who you are, what you, where, where you stay and what, what you believe in. They have to protect your constitutional rights. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's one thing uh, I want to talk about next week, too, is looks like uh, Biden's trying to pick somebody out to, since David Chipman was a big, big failure to lead the uh, ATF, where, as far as I'm concerned, David Chipman is a murderous piece of shit that should be, he, he should be behind bars uh, for uh, killing all those innocent men, women, and children in Waco, Texas, almost 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, and look at what, what, what position is he in now. Well, he's yeah. he's not in any position there. He didn't get approved, thank God. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah. but, um, you know, now now Biden, I, I, can't, I don't know the guy's name, Biden's Electing another gun grabber to to head the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, you know. Oh, yeah. But at least, but your your state, you're right next door to Indiana. They just passed constitutional carry, so you know mm -hmm. you're, you're be Illinois is is probably never going to be a constitutional carry state. Sadly, um, yeah. Well, but, I haven't I haven't gone in gone into. Uh, um, into studying, uh, yeah, let's call it studying. <clears throat> I haven't gone into the the laws and the bylaws 
on on firearms and um, uh, all of the stuff as of yet. Uh, but I, I will still I will still get into it. Um, uh, I like I like to know what what laws are being passed. So um, no, I'll still go and do my my homework on on the laws in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you talk about these uh, school shootings that happen, you know, like Sandy Hook and Columbine, horrible things that have happened, I do agree. However, they they happened in in, uh, Democratic-run areas where they have have basically uh, already infringed our Second Amendment, whereas where I'm at, you don't hear about uh, school shootings. Why? Well, for yeah. one, a lot of the a lot of the teachers here are armed. So if the, if some punk wants to start a bunch of shit and and shooting, he's going to be met with somebody who's going to shoot back. Yeah. Well, they they are also protecting what they they livelihood, so it's understandable. But I mean, what happens when every single person carries a firearm? They're going to be safe. I mean, if look at Switzerland, low, one mm-hmm. of the lowest crime uh, countries in the world, and the, yes, because every each and every citizen is issued a, a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, unlike South Africa, and I, I don't mean to shit on South Africa because you know I love the country. I've been there once, you know, but but it's run by such corrupt officials. I mean, you got the police who are loaning their firearms out to to these thugs that go out and commit these heinous acts. Yeah. And most of them, uh, well, the guns are never recovered anyway. I mean, I've, I've, I've uh, applied uh, 18 months ago for my firearm, the renewal of my firearm license, and still today I haven't received my renewal. So my firearm is lying in my safe and I cannot use it. I may not carry it. And if I shoot someone that enters my house, I'll end up in jail because of I do not possess the necessary um, uh, firearm license now for it. But uh, I already applied 18 months ago, and I still not didn't receive it until date. But it, but if he but if he kills you, he's going to get a free pass. Oh, of course, the criminal has more rights than than what I do. I mean. Yeah, that's a problem, and I mean, uh, when, whenever uh, you see, when I go to the farm, uh, we also have a farm uh, in in South Africa, uh, which I left now behind. I moved my uh, wife and kids uh, into the into town where it's a little bit safer. I don't want to uh, have them, um, my wife and my girls, uh, alone on the farm, <clears throat> so I moved them into town. We have we have a townhouse as well, but um, I mean now. There's, there's no one to protect uh, my livelihood that, that is still there. I mean, there's no one on the farm, so any criminal can just go and break in and take whatever they want. Um, I don't care about earthly possessions. I care more about my wife and kids, and that's the reason why I moved them in. But now, because of my gun, I did not receive my license yet. My wife, we had a due license on, on one weapon. <clears throat> now, I've got rifles as well, but... Uh, she doesn't have the competency. Uh, she didn't uh, do the competency to be able to handle those firearms. But I mean, if my wa- if something happens at my house now, 
for sure, my wife's gonna my my wife will protect herself and my kids with that firearm. Yeah. And whatever happens will happen. Um, hopefully, nothing will come of it. But um, that's one of the reasons why I'm moving my family. It's 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 impossible. It's almost become to that point. It, yeah, it's almost at that point that you well you don't get a firearm license. If you get one, it takes you two, three years to get one. So in the meantime, if something happens, it doesn't even help you. Call, you you call the cops. They they will take two, three days to arrive at at a crime scene. And uh, I mean, what are, what are they going to do then? Down, they 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 can't help you. So uh, no, we we moving. I'm I'm getting my people out of there. I want to ask your reaction on on something here now. I got a friend. I got a friend on Facebook, and I'm I'm not going to call her out by name, but she has been here on the show before, and yeah. she's a very interesting person to talk to. She's not. She's not white. She definitely doesn't consider herself black, but uh, she's yeah. she's Bushman is what she prefers to be called. She doesn't like Koi or Son or Koi Son or she just said yeah. Bushman is good enough. Yeah, I'm looking at her Facebook, and. She's got a picture of the apartheid era flag, and mm-hmm. and and she said this is the true flag that represented real freedom in South Africa. Well, some people have that opinion. Uh, I don't have that opinion. I I never served under that. I call it the liberal flag because that's basically what it is. Um, I am more conser- conservative, but um, yeah, I'm, uh, I see some people that. That um, that served in the military under that one. I didn't serve under that one. Um, there's a lot of <clears throat> wrong that has been done under under that flag. Um, the only flag I believe in is uh, is the field clear. We call it the field clear four color. That's the only uh, blue flag we had. But <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, that flag is. I mean, but to to have somebody who is who is non-white to say that yeah. t- tells tells me a lot. Well, if you go and speak to the older generation, black people, brown people, Indian, doesn't matter who they are. are you, if you go and speak to the older generation, I'm picking, I'm talking about um, people my age and older. Um, they will tell you that pre nineteen ninety four. Uh, almost everybody had a job. Those that wanted to work would have had a job. Um, the roads were in very good condition. Everything worked. Everything worked the way it was supposed to work. But some some of the other guys around the table having a I don't know couple of things. They they created this called apartheid and they connected the old South African flag to that stick and until today they're using that stick <coughs> excuse me to um, to punish all white people yeah. and uh, that to me is very very wrong I mean yes I am I'm not blind to what some of our what do you call it pre- predecessors did uh, I'm not denying there are people that 
they went a bit off their rocker and did some crazy shit. Uh, I will not fight against that. But I mean, to use that stick and to beat every every white person, it's um, that's that's uncalled for. I mean, uh, most of the youngsters now today uh, burning down schools, burning down train stations, attacking police cars, um, home invasions, call it what you will. They blame it on apartheid, but they weren't even born pre-1994. They were all born in 2000 upwards. And just like uh, a lot of today's generation uh, demanding reparations for slavery, when I'm so, that ship has sailed so long ago. I'm, I mean, I never, I never owned slaves. Today's generation never picked any cotton. I don't know shit. Yeah. Here, here endeth the lesson. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and and I and I agree with you. Any person in South Africa can take any history book, and the person that can prove that there was ever slavery. Now, they, they, they shouldn't confuse slavery with a domestic worker. There, there's, there's one hell of a difference. If someone, and, I, and, I, I'm, and I'm saying this on, a, on your radio station. Yes. Anyone that, anyone that can prove uh, slavery under white, the white regime, regime or whatever they want to call it, since... The time of the of the Boer um, in the early 1900s. I'll give him a thousand, not even a thousand rand. I'll give him a thousand dollars. It does not exist. There is no proof of that. Maybe it happened in other countries. There was no slaves. There's a hell of a difference between oh. having a slave and having a domestic worker. Uh, domestic workers were taken care of much better than any slaves, that's for sure. Domestics, domestic uh, workers were not beaten and whipped. No, they weren't. They were treated like human beings. Yes, and they were, as far as they were paid, too. Yeah, they got pretty good salaries, yeah. as far as I know. But, um, yeah, I don't, know, I, know, I don't know when the stick that the the ANC was given. I don't know when that stick will be broken, but um well I pray to God that it's it's soon because um the minority in that country is, is really going well, it's not going good for them. No, unfortunately it's not. And I'm not only speaking if I'm talking about minority groups in South Africa, that includes the, the colored people. They are also struggling to find proper jobs, proper housing. I mean, it, the, they are also being lied to. They are also being promised, yeah, but vote for the ANC, vote for the DA, vote for the... Um, oh, they're just, they're, they're being used. They're pawns yeah. in this game. The Probably, you know, when, when it will... All of this nonsense will end for South Africa. Um, when all this deception and lying, everything will start going back to normal. Um, I mean, 
COVID will disappear. Let's just take COVID. I mean, I'm walking around in, in uh, Illinois, in the state of Illinois. There's no one wearing any masks. No, nowhere. Um, I went to um, Chicago. No one's wearing any masks. You go to South Africa, they're still enforcing it. Because the, the way it's being kept as this, well, I'm not saying the COVID, well, no one could prove, no one ever, no scientist could, could prove the, the COVID virus. They just have symptoms. But I mean, that's, to me, doesn't mean anything. That's the normal symptoms of cold and flu. But anyway, the, the, the moment it will start getting for getting better for South Africans is when they switch off the telly and they switch off the radio, and they w- will not let themselves be manipulated by social media. Start listening to people like me or John B. Wells. Or... There you go. Yeah. Switch off that television, and you will see your government will have no further control, and they can't do whatever they want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it's sad too. A lot of it's it's been proven that there are a bunch of fucking liars out there, yet they oh, still yeah. cling on to this bullshit like it's the gospel truth. It's it's unreal. Yeah. But uh, Billy, do you know why? Um, I mean, we are we are all hardworking men. Um, our wives are working all hours of the day, you get home at five at the, in the evening, um, then you still have to do your chores, <clears throat> wife has to cook, whatever, and when you finish, <clears throat> excuse me, when you finish dinner, you go and sit in front of the television, you switch on the telly, and you watch your evening news, and that's your truth. <laughs> that's what you get out of it. That They can tell you any bullshit, and that will be your truth, because people... And I'm saying this with due respect. Uh, anyone is, is welcome to, to uh, different, differ from me, but that, that is that person's truth. And they are too lazy to go check for themselves. But is this what this government official is saying, or this news reporter, what he is saying, is this really the truth? <laughs> oh, come on. They, if you're going to watch, what's that? I say people don't follow up on stories. They just take it in and, well, that's the truth. And it takes one person to tell another person. And next week, uh, Coca-Cola will change the cans. They're not red anymore. They're going to be pink now. Um, it, it, it just takes one person to start a story now remember 2005 uh, around 2006 i was hearing all those news reports about that avian bird flu and how deadly it was and then it just it just disappears now stories of bird flu are coming back yeah i don't know yeah i mean i don't know it what's established is a, a society that lives in fear is a society that's easy to control. Exactly. Exactly. If someone fears you, you can control because he's too afraid of you. And that that's the only 
that's the only way governments around the world uh, do whatever the hell they want because they keep the citizens, which are paying them to, to, to do their jobs, they're enforcing fear, and uh, that's how they do everything. Yes. Well, and, and, Billy, we know this. We know this. But we as, we as a people, if, whether it's in the U.S., whether it's in South Africa, whether it's in flipping England, doesn't matter where it is, we as the people, we know this. But we do absolutely fuck all to change it. Now, the, um, we got to wrap this up soon here, David, but yeah. I'm going to say this, you know. I mean, the government wants to take control of everything we do. So, mm. now there, here come the stories of these bird flu bullshit again. I mean, I, it could be a concern. It may not be. I don't know. But the point mm. is... You get a you get a society that's that's afraid. You get them in fear. That then they easily give up their rights. They easily give up their guns. They easily give in to government tyranny, and then you're fucked. Yeah, creating fear gives you power. That's what they work on. Yeah, and we know this. We know this. Yeah, but uh, anyway, it's uh, definitely it's time to uh, wrap this up. Uh, David, I mean, I'm glad you're here in the U.S. and definitely uh, prayers out to your family and hopefully uh, they make it safely out here. I would hope so. I pray to God that everything goes our way and goes his way. But um, no, it's a beautiful country. I love it here and I don't think I'll I'll be going back to South Africa anytime soon. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, hey, David, uh, we'll be talking again here soon. Hey, uh, God bless, and uh, hey, welcome to the United States. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Cheers. Uh. Cheers. And there you have the discussion with David Mong. It's time to go to the first music set of the show. Coming up, we've got Dean Chansey, followed by Dead, spelled D-E-D, -E of course, Scuzz Twitley, John LaJoy, and the Jenna Torturers. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? called him home he said son I'm way too old to work this farm alone he's got a brother in Houston a sister on the radio if the farm wasn't so small they'd both be here at home he's a bull he's a fighter he's a farmer He's a city Afrikaner And if the truth be told He's a whole lot more He's a son, he's a father A husband and a lover He don't need reminding 
What he's standing for, he's a brute. Bills race cars in Houston. They say he's the best, but his dreams take him back to that farm in Northwest, to his opa and his brother. He wonders if they're safe. He'd go back if he could, but he just can't find a way. He's a bull. He's a fighter. He's a farmer. He's a city Afrikaner, and if the truth be told, he's a whole lot more. He's a son, he's a father, a husband and a lover. He don't need reminding what he's standing for. He's a bull. You can hear her in Pretoria. She's on the radio, but she'd throw it all away just to go back home to her brother and her opa and his loving arms. No matter where she goes, home is still that farm. She's a bull. She's a fighter. She's a farmer. She's a city Afrikaner. And if the truth be told, she's a whole lot more. She's a daughter. She's a mother, a wife, and a lover. And she don't need reminding what she's standing for. She's a bull. They're fighting. They're farmers, they're city Afrikaners, and if the truth be told, they're a whole lot more. They're sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, and they don't need reminding what they're standing for. They're Suffering from exhaustion, sleep deprivation, headaches, is your hair thinning? Do you ever wonder to yourself, what happened? Then you might be suffering from parenting. Parenting affects 10 out of 10 mothers and fathers around the world and can lead to extreme debt and loss of self-identity. You may need a fucking break. Fucking break lets you step away from it all. Results of a fucking break may vary. Side effects include a sigh of relief, decrease in blood pressure, and hanging with the boys. Do not take a fucking break if there's no one watching your kids, and if you've taken one in the last 24 hours. Talk to your spouse before you take a fucking break. Parenting is not easy. Take a fucking break. Drop, drop, drop. 
rebel in this Resist, maybe you'll get to just venomous Setting a line is the way that you go I will survive on the path that I chose Sever the ties from the blind and all those And ignorant bastards I am in control You won't take me The rules apart, I am a some fun, not looking for a fight. I pulled up a stool and I ordered around. Then beer after beer, I started to pound. Well, I was feeling pretty good by a quarter to one. Some damn good music, I was having some fun. And from behind, someone bumped me real hard. And a low-down voice said, watch it, retard. Now I was pretty pissed off cause they spilt my glass I figured it was time to go kick a little ass But when I turned around, to my surprise I saw a mountain of a woman looking me in the eyes So I thought I'd be a gentleman I said, pardon me ma'am, with a friendly grin I went back to drinking and let her be She yelled, my name is Sue, don't turn your back on me now I didn't want 
to be unkind So I didn't pay her no, never mind But then Big Sue went a bit too far And slammed my face right into the bar Well, I sat up straight and my nose was broke She grabbed my neck and started to choke The next thing I knew I was out in the street Face down in the mud getting my ass beat Now I'd gone out of my way to avoid a fight I knew punching a woman was not polite I'd done most everything I could But now this bitch was gonna get it And get it good Well Sue was six foot four and three hundred plus Built like a goddamn greyhound bus Arms like a python, legs like a tree Pissed off as hell and coming at me So I threw a right hook straight for her jaw But she caught it with one big grizzly paw So I swung again with a hard gut shot She burped real loud and said, that's all you got So I dug down deep and let the fury fly Twisting her titty and gouging her eye A kicking and a punching, I gave her my all No matter what I did, the bitch wouldn't fall Then she grabbed me by the old gym bag and squeezed so hard I started to gag. I knew I was in some dire straits when I closed my eyes and saw the pearly gates. When I came to, Sue was on top of me, huffing and puffing and as sweaty as could be. By the look in her eyes, I could tell right away this wasn't a fight, this was foreplay. She said, take off your panties I didn't say no I figure I'd better just go with the flow She lifted me up from the mud and the muck And tossed me in the back of a pickup truck Well, she banged me on the tailgate She banged me on the hood I don't think I ever had it that good It didn't look pretty, but it sure felt nice Cause Sue had a snatch like a big hairy vice When she finished with me, she went on her way I never saw her again, but that's okay In the way I could take her round number two With that big horny bitch, a bitch named Sue A bitch named Sue A bitch named Sue I miss you, Sue Yo, other rappers claim to not give a fuck Well step aside bitches, cause I give the lowest amount of fuck humanly possible What? Fucking anything, people care about shit. I say fuck everything, fuck you, fuck me, fuck the sky, fuck trees, fuck the sun. I don't need heat or vitamin D. And fuck toasters, I don't need to cook my bread. And fuck coasters, I use a little plate instead. And fuck roosters, with your useless cockadoodle do we invented alarm clocks? We no longer need you. Don't give a fuck about chairs, I prefer to stand. And fuck air conditioners, I got a ceiling fan. And fuck the movie The Fan, starring Wesley Snipes. Demolition Man's the only Snipes movie I like And fuck liking shit, I don't even like the stuff that I like Don't give a fuck about not liking all the shit I don't like Like tissues, fuck em I'll blow my nose on the couch And fuck my nostrils and my sense of smell I breathe through my mouth Don't give a fuck about seeing, bitch Fuck my eyes, fuck visual perception Yo, I'd rather be blind And fuck time, seconds are too short And minutes are a joke And hours are way too long They should be half an hour at most And fuck coast, don't give a fuck about where water 
world means land And fuck boats Just cause you float You think you're so fucking bad Fuck jokes I don't need to be funny all the time My dog has a tumor And he's probably gonna die Boy I
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with MyPillow. Mike Lindell supports America, and we support Mike, but sadly, him and his company have been victimized by this cancel culture. But that's not going to stop Mike from making sure you get the best sleep possible, and now is the time to take advantage of those savings. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section, click on the MyPillow banner, and start your online shopping. Be sure to use the promo code OUTLAW and get up to 66% off your purchase. And if you act right now, you can get our standard My Pillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98. These pillows are made right here in the USA and are washable. So again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Go to the store section, click on the My Pillow banner, and start your online shopping. But remember to use that promo code OUTLAW to take advantage of those savings. Or you can place your order by calling 1 800 652 3982. 
And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 nanograms package to the Platinum 300,000 nanograms package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard the Jenna Torturers with Sin City. Before that, John LaJoy with Fuck Everything. Before that, Scuzz Twitley with A Bitch Named Sue. Before that, Dead, spelled D-E-D, with Anti-Everything. And starting off the whole set, Dean Chansey with He's a Boar. And last I seen uh, Dean Chansey, he's shooting a video for that song, too. I can't wait to see that. So in just a little bit, uh, you're going to hear the interview that I uh, recorded with Jeremy the Pitbull Smith. Re- uh, he's returning to the show after, I think, last time was uh, 2017. So it's been about five years since I had him on the show. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week this week is Barbara Ann Marie Wright out of uh, Cowatega, or Cowate County, Georgia, I think. I don't know how it's pronounced. I wish Chris was here to help me with that since he's from Georgia. Anyway, though, this woman is from Georgia and she led the police on a high-speed chase of up to 130 miles per hour while her five-month-old son was in the back, of course, uh, showing no regards whatever for his life or his safety. Some of the parents these days, I mean, uh, the danger they put their children through, the, or the way they raise their children, what they teach their children, shit. Some people should not be parents. All right, enough on that. It's time to go to Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion, welcoming back Jeremy the Pitbull Smith. Here we go. Boxing. It'll be scored. 
kickboxing. Mixed martial arts. Professional wrestling. And apparently, Hell in a Cell match is officially underway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion. Knuckle up and throw down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion. It's been a while since I had one of these. I want to welcome back a good friend of mine, Jeremy the Pitbull Smith, formerly of South Africa, now out of Florida. How you doing, brother? I'm very well in yourself, man. Good doing to be well. back on the show. It's been a, been a while. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so... As I, as I mentioned, uh, you have now relocated stateside. Correct, yes. I relocated to South Florida. Um, I moved to, uh, immigrated to last year, January. So, yeah, it's coming over here. I also want to restart my fighting career, get everything back and running, because obviously it's, yeah, back home is not as much opportunities as there is in America. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, t- uh, as, as far as fighting goes, it seems like... Uh, Oh wow, your your luck it your luck has been on the downside. I, I'm 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 sorry to say. I mean, you had that. Unfortunately, yes, I have a whole bunch of split decision losses, which are like I lost in Brazil on a split decision, which is like yeah, you only win in like in certain countries if you win by knockout. So. And in my last fight, I got a little cut, and the doctors decided it was enough to stop it, but it wasn't really so. Just had a bit of luck with bad luck with the judges and stuff, but uh, other than that, yeah, I'm still feeling good. I'm fit and I'm ready. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, you've uh, fought a couple more times with the Brave organization, uh, but you have since yes. uh, you have since switched over to uh, bare knuckle boxing, kind of like that's uh, what uh, Leon Maynard did last time. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, I still have it. I'm still very close to the Brave Federation. I'm still very good friends with the matchmakers and all of that. Great organization. Sheikh Khalid's a great person. Um, yeah, all of them. Um, great people. The Hawk Shahid, he's a great guy. That whole organization is great. They treated me amazingly. They looked after me. I didn't cut ties completely. I just, I'm in America now, so it's easier to, to fight locally here. Yeah, and I got offered a Benaco contract with BKFC. So I jumped on it and I said, let's do it. You know, at uh, around the time when I started first started uh, interviewing South African fighters, which was exactly ten years ago in two thousand twelve, I first started doing yeah. that. Uh, um, I only had uh, one fighter out of the Middle East on my on my show, and that was uh, Muhammad the Hawk Shahid. So and now, and now uh, look, yeah. look what he's doing. Such a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing well. He's doing very well. Yeah. yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, he's a, he was a good fighter, but uh, wow, this promotion he's he putting was. on. Yeah, no, he's a great he's a great um, matchmaker slash uh, president of the organization. He's amazing at what he does. He does his job incredibly. He's really good at it. Um, he looks after the fighters. Being a fighter pre before, 
he knows what the fighters go through and he knows what they expect and how to look after them and the small things that make them want to fight for the organization. Yes, yes. You know, you know, Jeremy, the last time I talked to Bernardo Makishi, he was, yeah. he was, he was looking for somewhere else uh, to possibly fight. And I, I think that was what, five years ago. And I, I, I'd referred him to the Hawk, but I don't know if anything happened yeah. since then. Um, not that I know, but I don't think he fought. I don't think he fought for a while. Oh yeah. He would be a great, he would be a great addition to Bernard Uncle, to be honest. Oh, oh my goodness! I, yeah, people yeah. like you and Leon, and I even uh, Bernardo. I think bare knuckle. That's like tailor made for you guys. Yep. Well, that's yeah. I came from. I was. I didn't do boxing, but I spent a lot of time in boxing gyms, and I started with Thai boxing. So obviously, my stand-up game has always been my strongest point. Um, I knocked a lot of people out in MMA using my hands alone, and on my K1 record, I used my hands as well. Knocked a lot of people out. So it was just a nice little natural transition to swap over for to BKFC for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's very obvious. What I've seen in, in your past fight is uh, what you what you can do with your hands is just amazing. I mean, I yeah. never never really seen you use kicks very much, even though I know that. I something. used to kick people in the legs. I used to do yeah. low kicks. <laughs> I kicked a lot of people low kicks. Stopped them from running away, so I could hit them with my hands. He <laughs> had. Yeah. Hey, that's that's the way it works too. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know, everybody I've talked to that or talked to that uh, knows you personally, from Mark Herbert to even people you fought like Gareth McClellan, have always talked about how strong you are. <laughs> yeah, I've always been physically strong. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the switch to bare knuckle boxing. I mean, I. I have to assume that uh, the only regret you have in this is that uh, Nick Durant's not around to see this part. Yes, oh, that's uh, yeah, that's a huge regret. Um, his son will be around too. His son, obviously, me and him are very good friends. We always have been. He's like family. But yeah, that's a very, very big regret that uh, Nicky D will not be able to see this. He well, would be. Yeah, he'd be proud. Well, I I wouldn't necessarily say that because you know he's watching above. And, Oh yeah, no, I know that. I know he's there. I know he's watching over. So. Yeah, yeah, t, uh, but yeah, if he if he was only around to see the bare knuckle promotion, how how do you think he would have uh, felt about it? He loved boxing. It. He was a. He loved the art of boxing. So yeah, I think he would have just stuck. He, he would only would have trained new people for it, except me. But yeah, I don't know. It's, he liked boxing. He was, even MMA team was. I don't know why. He, trained anybody in MMA was because it was of me because we were best friends yeah so yeah I mean I, the only reason why he got involved in the MMA was because of me yeah uh, that he wouldn't have touched it it was not his game he didn't know he didn't want to know it he liked boxing he's a boxing pure boxing thoroughbred trainer that's what he was oh yeah him and I had that long conversation I remember he had some stories to tell oh yeah he got he was full of stories God rest his soul, but yeah, he was using stories. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, I just, I just got, just remembered too is uh, when um, Lennox Lewis was down there in South Africa, and I uh, can't remember yep. the, the name of that fighter, but I remember. Rachman. Yeah, Rachman. Rachman knocked him out. Yep. First round was one of the biggest upsets in boxing. And uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember the first round, whatever, but he hit him with a, yeah, he knocked him out cold. 
Yes, I went back and looked at that fight, and I'd I seen uh, after it was the count of ten. I watched. Uh, I seen Nick Nick Durant running in the middle of the ring to congratulate him. So, so I, you can't mistake yep. the guy too. Well, Rachman actually trained with uh, Nick Durant's camp for that fight. He came in like two months prior, so he could adjust to the altitude, and he trained properly, and he pushed hard, and he trained in South Africa for that fight, yeah. so that he was ready yeah. for that altitude because people. Don't seem to take into account that Johannesburg is really high. It's the same sort of altitude as Big Bear. So if you're not used to it, your lungs are going to take a beating. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I live in high altitude area. I know. And I'm not yeah. as high as Denver or Montana. Or, but yeah. uh, it's, I, I think here it's probably a little bit higher than Big Bear. Big Bear is still pretty high, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now where I am at sea level, pretty cool. <laughs> Sorry, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but Not if you severe. if you want some uh, altitude training uh, in the snow, come to Montana. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stick to my palm trees and my sunshine. Thanks. You can keep the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Mark told you all about that time I met him here in the states. And, uh huh. And that yep. oh, the weather was so brutal that that you got a blizzard. I think you got stuck in for a blizzard or some shit. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I want to talk about, a little bit about this uh, uh, bare-knuckle promotion that uh, you were in when yep. uh, you, you fought uh, uh, Tegan Franco. Um, yes, correct. That was BYB. That was – it's just so weird. I mean, I, I saw that where Frank Mir fought that, that other uh, Russian boxer in a triangle. Different – Different organizations, but same shaped ring. Yeah, triangular shaped ring. It was weird. Plus, I I I I paused the video a few times just to look at the hand wraps. It uh, kind of looked like it was kind of a partial glove at the at the base of the wrist. But you. Yeah, it was just like a leather glove that could cover up just your like so obvious. It's like an MMA glove that's been cut off, sort of something like that. Yeah, that's what so I thought. So it just covers up the bottom. So your knuckles are still showing. And then obviously we strap up just the wrist underneath, and that just gave a bit of extra support. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, though, you're going old school boxing, like days oh, yeah. of John L. Sullivan days. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at, bare knuckle boxing was around before normal boxing. So oh, they already put on gloves so the fights would last longer and there's blood. So. <laughs> yeah. Now... I got to I got to ask you something Jeremy when it comes to bare knuckle fighting is uh when yeah. I talk I talked to Tony Kryptonite Lopez who's in the in that uh, same B, uh BFK BKC. Yeah, yeah. BKC. And uh he said that a doctor told him that uh he felt the bare, bare knuckle uh promotions were safer than uh, boxing or MMA because uh they're not quite punching as much to the head. And well, you know, the thing is, your brain still takes the same amount of damage, whether you got a 10 ounce glove, a 16 ounce glove, or an MMA yeah. glove, or no glove. Your brain still takes the same amount. You got that time to recover, you, your brain's still going to get rattled inside. So, you, your brain still takes damage. But I think with, uh, with no gloves on, you're definitely going to get cut more. That's guaranteed. There's definitely going to be a hell of a lot more cuts. And if that thing if it hits you properly, you're going to get knocked out. The boxing glove, you still got a bit of cushioning, so you might not get knocked out straight away, 
but your brain's still going to take a lot of damage regardless. So you, and then coming back and getting hit more, you're going to take more damage as well. So like, that's why MMA is a bit safer than boxing. Well, they say safer than boxing because when you get knocked down in MMA, the guy gets on top of you and the fight's pretty much over. In boxing, you get 10 seconds to get back up. And in those 10 seconds, you can recover, but your brain isn't recovered. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, I've been there a couple times myself when I, <laughs> when I boxed, uh, oh, what, 15 years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, time yeah. does fly. I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. It sure does. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm exactly 10 years older than you, brother. So. Oh, it's, it's, that's still good. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not far from 50, so... But nope. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Tony said. The worst of it was probably cuts and lacerations. Other than that, you know, I mean, I, and sore hats. And yeah, sore hats. <laughs> that's exactly what you're going to get from hit, hitting to the head with a bare knuck, yep, knuckles. It, it's it's going to hurt. Yeah. So you know, there yeah. are probably more punches to the body. Maybe more punches aiming more towards the jaw, not the head. More pinpoint, more more accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, so so do you agree with that statement that the doctor made that uh, probably bare knuckles going to be a little bit safer than regular boxing? No, I don't know. That's going to have to be up for debate because I'm sure a lot of people are going to argue about that. Everybody will have their own viewpoint. Um, I, yeah, I think I don't think any sport you're getting punched in the head is going to be good for you regardless of what it is. Look at rugby and football and all of these concussions, CTE problems. It's... It happens in every sport where you get in the head. So, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah, you got to miss rugby. Yeah, I never really played rugby. I always fought. So, <laughs> I was a professional, I was fighting. So, I started more yeah. so when I was young. So. No, but when it comes to team sports, though, I think I have a greater respect for rugby than I do for American football because... They don't. They're two completely different games. You can't even compare them. That's just because the balls are similar shape. People like to compare it, but they're completely different. <laughs> Almost That's, definitely. Yeah. But I think it's a different type of play. It's a different style of play. You do tackle each other, but it's different. Like the balls are similar shape, but it's a lot. It's a, it's a very different game. <laughs> Rugby is a continuous and uh, continuous sport of, and then football is an explosive sport. It's lots of short short games lots of short little uh, steps so they're both great sports both both have great athletes and both have their things that they're better and worse at so. <laughs> but, but you and I are on the same playing field uh, we res we respect athletes from respective sports but we're fight fans hey <laughs> 100% that's it I'm a fighter I like fighting <laughs> yeah I mean if you're not fighting 100%. you're a fight fan I mean I if somebody like you I I don't think will ever not like the fighting arts. I mean, oh no, no, no! I'll always, some, I'll always be in it. Always doing something. I'm gonna be one of the like, yeah. Even if, when, when obviously when I when I decide to hang it up for the fighting, I'll go into. I can always like. I'll always be in the gym, training, keeping fit. I like to keep in shape. But sure, you wanna keep in shape and keep doing it. You just wanna let it, let it wither away. Yeah, <laughs> wanna keep the talent there. I mentioned uh, t Tony Kryptonite Lopez, and he's a little bit older than me, and he's still doing it too. What do you think? You're, yeah, guys you? are throwing. Yeah, they're going long, and a lot of the fighters are coming over and doing the bare knuckle because they're a bit older and they're able to continue with it. So, 
But look at George Foreman, I think, wasn't he a world heavyweight? Wasn't he the champion at like 45 or something? Boxing or 50 or the oldest heavyweight world champion? 45. 45 is when 45. he... 45. Yeah, when he knocked. I think uh, Bernard Hopkins was, what, 47 or 48? So he was the oldest world champion, yeah? Yeah. Could be mistaken, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it just goes to show you take good care of yourself and, and condition yourself right yeah. to... You know, rent, rent. Well, look at Tom Brady. He's old Tom Brady. He's still the best yeah. quarterback in the game. And Randy Couture retired at 48. Randy Couture was a champion at 45, too. Yeah. Retired at 48 years <laughs> old. And still yep. still looked good, even though he got he got the fuck knocked out of him in his last fight. But. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he was good. He was in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so tell me... Um, when it comes to, um, obviously, you don't uh, have to train for the ground uh, in bare knuckle no, boxing. No but. kicking, no wrestling. <laughs> so, yeah, just be focusing on the boxing. So. But uh, are, when it comes to training for bare knuckle boxing, uh, how exactly are you doing? you hitting the bag without gloves, or how are you getting yourself pre- prepared and conditioned for that? Well, you've got to condition, obviously. You've got to condition your hands to need to make without gloves. You have to do that. You are going to hit something without without gloves on, but you don't want to over condition your hands because you don't want to damage them too much. You should. Yeah, you, you, I've been punching things for a long time in my life. My hands should be semi conditioned as is. I also don't want to be breaking them hitting a hitting a wall or a fence. I mean, like a wall or a tree or something. So yeah. we want to condition it, but repetitive. Beat hitting it softly, repetitive. Hitting it repetitive is enough condition than hitting it really hard all the time. So. Obviously, the sparring, you're not going to spar without gloves because then you're going to have no sparring partners and you're also <laughs> going to get cuts. So, yeah. It's the same, similar, similar training to boxing, but yeah, just do your defense without your gloves on so that you can learn to uh, judge the distance and the sizes, the, the defense gaps. Yes, yes. Now, one thing I see that you, you have worked really hard on is uh, – that that one hole in your game that you've always had trouble with, I mean, Nick's even pointed it out, is is when somebody's got a reach advantage on you, they that's where you have some trouble. I mean Everybody's always had a reach advantage on me, so I've never really had trouble with it because I always closed the distance and beat people. Everybody was always taller than me. I've never fought anybody shorter than me in my life. So I always close the distance. We decided about that a lot with Nick Nick how taught me how to close the distance properly, how to get behind my jab and close the distance. I've been working a lot on that always, moving my head and getting inside. But I'm, I've always closed it. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> one. Been shorter than me, so. That's one thing I, I I was looking at in this last fight, uh, even though it was it was stopped on the technicality of the cut. But yeah, that was the most head movement I've ever seen from you in, in a fight. Too, I mean, well, I didn't have to worry about knees. <laughs> so, you don't have to get worried about needing the face, so you can move your head a lot. <laughs> Good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I can dip now. You can bob and weave instead of just slipping. So <laughs> you're not getting kneed in the face or kicked in the face. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 let me ask you this: um, If you were to fight somebody that you, that's actually your height or maybe even shorter. How how different do you think that would be for you? Like I've never had to fight a tall man's game, so I'd have to learn. <laughs> I'm sure I can. <laughs> I'm sure I know how to, but uh, <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Do you think it might be easier for you or it would be something you're not used to? I'm sure I'll, I'll figure it out. If that's a fight, it's not going to, it's just going to give me more reach for a change. I'll just be able to utilize it instead of having to get so close all the time. But I'll still be able to judge distance. It's the same thing. I'll just judge distance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. so how exactly did it come to be that uh, you got, you got signed with the, with the, BFK. I, I can't remember the acronym. BKFC. Yes. BKFC. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Yes. So uh, I came over. I was preparing for a fight. I was in contact with a whole bunch of people, managers and stuff. Uh, BKFC card was full. I got on the BYB card with a one-fight deal. I fought for them. And then I signed with the manager, Ryan Perez, and he organized me with BKFC. So this will be my first fight with them. So fighting on the 21st of April. Yeah, in Pembroke Pines. So. Nice, nice, and that—that's good. You got to be really excited excited about that. Uh, I uh, am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, so what? Uh, as far as your opponent goes, I I can't remember his name, but I saw the poster. Uh, what do you know about him this far? He's he's tall. He's taller than me. So that's not not something new. That's pretty much the same as I said earlier. Um, yeah, he's. Good boxer, he's got good reach. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go in there and fight. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna close the distance and put pressure on him. Now, one thing uh, I see because because uh, that promotion uses a circular ring. Yes. Um, you know, I cut what I what I like about uh, you know the regular boxing ring is uh, whether it be boxing or MMA is how you can cut people off and get them pinned in a corner, that seems to be a bit difficult uh, in a circular an, octa an octagon semi, basically a circle as well, to be honest. It's not really much corners in, in, a, in a cage, like an octagon. It's not really cornered, sharp corners. So it's not like a ring where you have sharp corners. Um, but it's, it's going to be similar to fighting in a, in a cage. It's similar to that. Yeah. Um, I think that, that BYB ring, that triangle, that was, try, that was, yeah, that's, if you get somebody stuck in those corners, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. And yeah, and uh, yeah, for the the rules on that one too. You just uh, is it basic boxing rules where you have to go to a. There's only one neutral corner, but uh, yeah, and you, and you have to just wait for the count. Corner. Yeah, something like I think yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, you go to the opposite the other corner. And there was a neutral or just the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, so yeah. The, I mean, the nice thing is with the BKFC is so it's like boxing, but you can also hold and hit. Oh yeah, I mean they they go with the with the old old style rules too. Like um, you know, I exactly. I watched that uh, I watched that western that was on AMC called Hell on Wheels, and uh, they had they they had two guys who were on the job and just started fighting, and he said, okay, we're. The boss came out and said, "Okay, we're going to settle this in a pugilistic match," and uh, they had to wrap their wrap their hands up in ropes and uh, toe a line, and <laughs> start <laughs> fighting. Exactly that. exactly that. That's the same thing. Yeah. So I mean, you're. It's basically uh, a a modern modern day promotion with old rules. Go, going old school. Exactly. Exactly that. And people are loving it. It's viewership's good. Everybody's enjoying it. The fan base is great. It's growing quick. It's 
growing exponentially, like they're going, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, take, it's getting big. At the end of the day, people love to see knockouts and people like to see people get cut. People like to see blood and knockouts. That's what you're watching in a fight. So, yeah. It's more raw, I guess, so people like it. So. Yeah, that's uh, one thing I want to get back to in that uh, previous fight in that triangular ring is uh, I did I did look at it and uh, the commentary is talking about that cut over your eye and I saw, I saw the blood on your hands and I'm like, wow, what's about to happen? Because I didn't look at the results. I just watched the fight. And, uh, okay. And, and um, then, yeah, it look, looked like your hands were, uh, were, were covered in blood there from what the angle I could see. But you say the count really wasn't that serious? Well, it was a cut about my eye. Your, your eye is going to bleed. Your cuts bleed regardless. Any cut on your face is going to piss with blood. But it wasn't like, so I wiped it, and then they stopped it because I wiped it. But it's like, obviously you're going to wipe it. It doesn't mean I can't see. It wasn't obscuring my vision at all. So. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, you know, in fairness, if they had said, okay, the doctor said, okay, cool, I'm going to let this round finish. If it's bothering you anymore, they can't stop the beating, we're going to call it. Fair enough. That's what they would have done in, like, let's say, a boxing match. They'd say, cool, if you, don't, if you can't fix it in the between the round, they're going to stop the match. You should, they should have given it another minute or two just to see what happened. Because it wasn't affecting my distance of punching. I wasn't throwing punches in the air completely missing. It didn't affect my distance. So I wasn't misjudging distance. So it, shouldn't, it didn't affect my vision. I could see perfectly where I was going. Yeah, you have to, I mean, but you, you handled it very well like the, like the professional that you are. I mean, uh, you didn't show. There's nothing you can do. Once the doctor waves off the fight, you can scream until you're blue in the face. It's not going to make a difference. The doctor calls off the fight, you're done. You can't argue with him. You can try. I've done that when I was younger. I've thrown gloves and freaking at doctors and stuff. But like, that was when I was younger and I was dumb and I didn't know the rules. So now it's like the doctor calls the fight. The doctor calls the fight. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Well, they can't change their mind. They can't change their mind on a call. Well, yeah, with age comes wisdom, no no need to make a scene out of it. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so so uh, let me ask you this about uh, how many years do you think uh, you, you got left in, in the combat sports as as a competitor? I don't know. I'm, 20, I'm 37 now. Um, so I just turned 37 in December, so... I feel good. I'm feeling good. Like, I'm training is going well. Like, I'm focusing on this. There's no, I don't have to wrestle so much. So, there's no, like, much pain on the, as many, but, like, injuries to the joints as, as the boxing. So, the boxing gives you a lot less injuries as far as I can feel. Um, so, I'm feeling good. So, I'll go as long as my body can go until, I, like, still, it still starts to hurt too much. And I'll call it a day. I'd like to, let's say, give it another good, say, 40s, I'm early 40s. Hey. But now I see, like you said, these guys are 48, going on 50, and they're still fighting. Uh -huh. uh, look, I don't want to be that guy, but hey, you know what? If my body's perfect, then hey, why not? <laughs> if you can still fight at 60, I'm sure you're going to do it. <laughs> hey, I know some 60-year-old people that knock people out, eh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've, uh, I've seen Because one thing is, you're, you're, you don't get, like, so with age, your strength doesn't go. You're still going to have knockout power. You might, your timing might be gone. You might not be as fast, but you're still going to have power. 
Oh. So that's the only thing. Your recovery, your that sort of stuff, your training. So it's got to be you've got to train smarter. So. Well, if you ever, yeah, there's a video uh, on on YouTube or used to circular around a little bit. It was called, um, I think it was called "I Am Motherfuckers." <laughs> it's a fun, funny yeah. title, but uh, the the street thug thought that uh, he he could handle a 75 year old Vietnam veteran. And yeah, he, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, saw that. That old man just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it's like, yeah, never count. Yep. count out the old. And guys. there's another one with the two guys, with the other guy and the, the old man in the ring, and the other guy starts hitting him, and then all of a sudden, the old man just winds up and knocks him out. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, it's, it's look. I don't want to be doing it. I think, like at that age, I'd rather just call it a day. But I'm doing it. For fun, I'm doing it because I enjoy it. I like fighting. I like the passion. I've always liked it. So being in America, I'm going to be able to get more fights. Being when I was in South Africa, I wasn't getting enough fights. So and also then with the whole COVID and Corona thing that popped up, yes. there was no traveling, and I was only fighting outside the country. I wasn't fighting locals. So it was a bit of a stuff up. Uh, you got to travel here, and it's going to be this, and you get locked down and stuck. So being in America, hopefully I'll get as many fights as I can. I want to be as active as I can. I'll get as many as I can. So, yeah, let's see. Let's give it a good push and see what happens. Well, I want to get a belt. I want to get another belt. I've had one in MMA. I'd like to get one in BKFC. Well, you know what? I mean, I remember when Ramaphosa basically shut the entire country down. I mean, who can forget that? Yep. And and nothing yeah, exactly. was happening. And then, We didn't have any infections in the first wave. <laughs> we had nothing. We had like two thousand infections, and we had the strictest one of the strictest lockdowns in the world. But yeah. Well, that very same year, twenty twenty, um, you know, right here in in my own backyard is when I covered the uh, Highway Thirty Music Fest, and uh, you know, social distancing was set up, hand sanitizers everywhere, and but yeah. when when the when the main acts hit the stage that people came to see. Nobody was social distancing. Everybody was having a good time living life, and there were zero co confirmed cases after the event was over. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> that's it, whatever. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's not my thing. I just, whatever, go with it. <laughs> So we have come to the point where uh, we have to wrap up this segment. But before we do, Pitbull, yeah. uh, why don't you go ahead and give yourself a plug. Tell the listeners where they can find you on social yep. media, how they can follow you and uh, cool. support you. No, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I'll be fighting 21st of April down at Pembroke Pines for the BKFC. Um, yeah, the, so my social media, my Instagram handle is Pitbull underscore Smith. Um, yeah, Facebook is Pitbull, uh, sorry, Facebook is Jeremy Pitbull Smith, um, or just Jeremy Smith or whatever. Um, yeah, the BKFC, I think it's, yeah, it's the 21st of April. Yeah. Come and support. It'll be good to have you guys there. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to, obviously, my coaches, Chuck Eisen and Ryan Perez, uh, the guys at KO Zone as well, for letting us use their facility and all that. Um, yeah. And then also, if you guys want uh, Total Nutrition Western, Great nutrition spot out in Western South Florida. Um, yeah, they can also get tickets for the fight there. So, yeah, that's actually my business now. So, yeah. All right. 
Hey, I much yeah. appreciate your time. Definitely welcome to America. Cool. It's good to have you here. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, you must come watch a fight sometime. Yes. Yeah. I got. Well, I'm on the other side of the country, but hey. I, yeah, I, you never know. Yeah. America's not so big. There's planes everywhere. Yeah. Yes, so. indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right. You take care, brother. All right. Cool. Take care, sir. Cheers, man. Cheers. Bye. And there you have the interview with Jeremy Pitbull Smith. It's always a pleasure talking to him. It's time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have a new one from Ava Under Fire, be followed by Cat Hasty, Anjo Jackson, Jay Ricochet, and H Blocks. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Come on if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
Are you still stuck on 4G? Wiz Wireless is the only network offering incredible 9G technology. Yes, that's the ninth generation featuring the new drone. It's significantly better than the iFruit phone. How do we know that? Because we blatantly ripped off their design and improved a couple of irrelevant features. 9G. Discover your future. You can't be the best if you aren't doing eight things at once on a tiny screen. The drone from Wiz Wireless. Together we're making your life nine times better. That's the promise of the ninth generation. in the dirt They say we accept the love we think we deserve Mama, she taught you that leaving so people do Cutting her wrist a home full of brokenness That's all that you knew And Daddy stood by and never gave you the time He never was there for the Friday night lights Honey, you were set up to lose I came around, showed you love ain't a crime And you turned your back and I didn't know why Love isn't pain, but that's all that you knew And sometimes we can't escape what we're used to Love will never hurt you Love will never desert you Love will never tell you Wash away her memory Wasted your love on a girl That was never gonna fix you She ran around But you couldn't let go Breaks my heart That abuse is all you know My love is pure And my love is true And I'd never do what she did to you Sometimes love isn't what a pair 
record, the needle on the record, the needle on the record. You are listening to the ladies' favorite. You're mine, you're mine, you're mine. You're mine, you're mine, you're my girl. You're mine, you're mine, you're mine. You're mine, you're my girl. The Goddess of Manjo Jackson Production. Taking it to the town. Chasing plays, tag with my dreams, thinking when I'm gonna make it to the top, to the top. This is where I wanna go, wanna wait for the drive as I'm staring down the road, down the runway, just a sandwich, just a, just a couple miles away. I appreciate the best and I'ma just smile today. I, I, I see you, girl, you looking great tonight. You should come with me around the world, we could take a flight. Fly out on the second day, trusting for the better days. I'm only here for the night, yeah, you know, trying to catch a break. But they try to break me apart to see me lose every fans from the starts and the haters are so confused and don't care about what I'm saying. Baby, it's just me and you. Judging is my career. Ain't it fair with their suit? With their suit. My life is good to me. I'm lucky for it. Never left once, left once, left once. About to put some Asian in it uh, Left for a minute, I'm back now Step to me and I'll knock you out Like Pacquiao in the first round Then I take a girl and make a shout like this uh, Now hold on a minute Got my homie Malik And we're on the road to riches I told you girl, I told you girl I'll change your world Let you have my baby And we'll name it Pearl uh, 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 Let's not get off topic Before we find these bitches All I hear was Angelo stop it Turn to the left and see her face. No, well, she better catch a case. It was all bad to home, girl. I put her in her place. place. I, I, I told the baby, just stop it. Let me do my thing, and you might as well just drop it. I love you, girl. I love you, girl. You my world. You my world. I'ma lay you down tonight and watch some toes curl. Toes curl. Toes curl. Toes curl. Toes curl. My baby. Uh, 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 my baby. Girl, say, 
left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org X-Point at night, real country dark. You look up at the sky and see everything you've been missing living in the city. You had no idea there were so many stars. No city lights, no traffic noise. You can actually hear your thoughts because you can actually think without distraction. When morning comes, the light breaks over a surreal nine square miles of unobstructed vista. And you think to yourself, this is a good place. It's quiet, it's safe, and it's beautiful. 600 steel-reinforced concrete bunkers sit on X-Point. They're 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, and have 12 and a half foot high ceilings. The price is $45,000, which is very cheap for what you get and where you get it. In times of natural or national emergency, this is the place you want to be. It's a community, not a commune, and the people there are like-minded. Send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com and let us connect you with X-Point. X marks your spot. That's the point. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. 
If Idaho is such a Republican state, why do we have such high regulations and licensing requirements on businesses? Why do we force businesses to jump through so many hoops just to get started? I mean, even hairdressers in Idaho are required to have more training hours than police officers are required to have. That is contrary to the Republican Party platform, but it is standard and normal for Idaho Republican leaders who have been manipulating Idaho Republican voters for decades. Remember, you can't get good fruit from a bad tree. And Idaho Republican leadership is so immoral and so unethical that their actions are so bizarre and disgusting, you have to dismiss your children from the room before mentioning it. Consider the former leader of the Idaho Republican Party, Jonathan Parker, had to be replaced after he was arrested for masturbating in front of the window of his estranged wife's house while wearing a wig. He's in jail right now. It's time for Idaho to kick the existing Idaho leadership to the curb and get started brand new with true conservatives who actually support the Republican platform. I'm Ammon Bundy and I approve this message. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and Neutronics IGF-1. Making men, men again. When I say Neutronus, why does that sound like a fucking video game? I don't know. Anyway, songs you just heard, you just heard H-Blocks with their cover of Snaps, The Power. Before that, Jay Ricochet with Ain't Living Long Like This. Before that, Anjo Jackson with Your Mine. Before that, Cat Hasty with What Our Parents Taught Us. And starting off the whole set, Ava Under Fire with their brand new cover of Journey's Separate Ways. I think, yeah, I think that's Journey. If not, the icon Stephen James, of course, will correct me. If he if he uh, unmutes his fucking microphone. Sorry, I didn't know it was time for me to unmute my microphone. And uh, no, uh, Separate Ways, yes, is a journey song. Yeah, well, if I got and it. by the way, their cover of it was pretty goddamn amazing. Yes, yes, it was. Ava Under Fire is always, uh, Amanda and, and, and their, that crew, they've always uh, amazed me with everything they've done. And I don't know, maybe I think I need to reach out to them for another follow-up interview since it's been about uh, almost four years since I talked to Amanda, so. Yeah, I think they may have forgotten about you, so you might want to reach out. Yes, Okay, indeed. so, rather than the typical Steve solution tonight, it's, let's, oh, go ahead. Let's say, let's go to the Outlaw Radio bashing zone. You're a prick. I like to fucking suck out your eyeballs and skull fuck you. That's what I think, okay? What's the matter, Billy? I'm stupid because I'm anywhere and sissy faggot. You shut your fucking mouth, you asshole! You don't scare me, tough guy. Well, come on! Asshole! 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 That's what you are, a fat asshole! You're a sick, entitled bitch who thinks the world owes you. This is the Outlaw Radio. 
bashing zone. I made your grandfather fuck your sister in the fucking asshole while he licked your mother's asshole while she was taking a shit on your father. That's what I did. And your grandmother licked it off his belly and baked it and basted it and then served it to the whole fucking family. Where's your big comeback now, huh? Tough guy. Oh, God, I love to bash me. So, the first person we're going to bash tonight is none other than Academy Award-winning, now actor, former rapper, Will motherfucking Smith, crazy-ass Scientologist nutjob. The Fresh uh, Prince. The Fresh Prince of being cuckled. <laughs> you know... Because that boy is so fucking pussy-whipped, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm going to say this. I'm not taking sides in the situation. Now... Oh, I am. Now, I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone because I'm like kind of both parties were in the wrong... Because Chris Rock, uh-uh. Chris Rock's joke was a bit tasteless. However, no, however, however, I mean, what? There is just no excuse for what Will Smith did. Now, uh, first off, Chris Rock's joke was not tasteless. Jada Pinkett, you know, whatever the alopecia thing, you know, that's fine. There's several ways to deal with alopecia. She chooses to display it publicly by keeping her head shaved, and that's cool. I, I dig that. That's fine. Hey, hey, there's always room in this world for two skinhead O'Connors. Yeah, except for one is a, you know, fucking crazy bitch, and the other is also a crazy bitch, so that works out pretty well. Uh, Why is it that bald women are always crazy? But I did see something on Facebook earlier today, Stephen. I mean, I'm sure you've seen all the G.I. Jane 2 uh, movie posters and all that. Oh, yeah. They're all over the place. But the one I saw is uh, Will Smith fucking Jada doggy style. And uh, he's supposed to be pulling her hair, but he's got a fucking toilet plunger on her head pulling on that. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. You you going to have to send that one to me. That's great. <laughs> but I'm sorry. You know, she's made it known that, you know, she's got this thing. And God bless Hollywood for, you know, gathering around her to talk about a hair loss. Jesus fucking Christ. Really? <laughs> I mean, first off, two of the most prominent bald actors of all time have utilized hair pieces in many great and sometimes horrible ways. Nobody cares if they're bald. And that, of course, Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. I mean, well, I mean, but they're guys. We're talking about women being bald. Okay, well, you know, there's wigs, there's all kinds of other shit. There's I don't give a flying fuck about her alopecia. And quite frankly, she doesn't either because she flaunts the shit by going bald. She's comfortable with going bald. Uh. And that's great. She's also comfortable with the fact that she's in an open relationship. He's not. 
but she is. <laughs> so, you know, it's perfectly cool for her. How pussy whipped is this stupid, crazy motherfucker? Oh, you He's know. willing to go up on national television and put hands on another person for quote unquote, you know, having his wife's name in his motherfucking mouth. Another one that I saw, by the way, was uh, one, um, it was supposed to be like a Star Trek parody. I don't know what Will Smith's supposed to be, but his wife was the Borg queen. I can see that. <laughs> but, you know what? It was, I'm sorry, but, you know, you can argue that the joke was in poor taste. I don't think it was. I think a comedian's job is to simply provide comedy. And you know what? Sometimes comedy might sting a little bit. I mean, damn. Every political figure ever, every public figure ever has been this, you know, the butt of a joke at some point. Hell, you've been the butt of jokes. I've been the butt of jokes. And oh we're not even particularly famous. I mean, oh my God. I mean, look at what we have dealt with in our life. From, you know, from, you know, the franchise, Jason Renfro has made us. I was going to say, that was the first one that really gave me a thorough fucking slap down. And you know, when he did it, I laughed my fucking ass off. (laughs) A, because there was almost an element of truth to it. And he worded it so well that it was just. I couldn't help but fucking crack up. What did I do? Did I drive to Seagoville, Texas and, you know, slap him? No. I fucking laughed my ass off and I sharpened my comedic skills and I went back at his ass. Hey, you and Tommy That's both. That's how comedy works. <laughs> what the fuck? On a nationally televised broadcast? By the way, Will Smith was laughing right up into, if you watch the video, he looks over at his wife and she got that steak guy going and he went, oh, fuck. Do I really have to do this? Damn it, now I gotta do something. He could have yelled, you know, he could have just stood up and yelled, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth and that would have been done with it. Chris Rock, knowing you know, he's a pretty sharp guy, would have said, gotcha, bud. No more Jetty Jones. It would have been the end of it. But no, he got up and walked across this long, ridiculous stage and delivers this overrated fucking slap. And I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, Who are the Oscar writers? Uh, did they work for WWE or AEW? Because that really seems like a wrestling moment. And it turns out a lot of people in the professional wrestling industry, most notably one of the most famous pro wrestlers of all time, Ric Flair, and I actually kind of agree with him on this. I think the whole thing, and everything I 
you know, I've said up to this point is assuming this was 100% real. However, the bigger part of me thinks that the Oscars have had the worst, horrible, bullshit ratings. Nobody watches the Oscars anymore. I haven't watched it since I was like, fuck, maybe 20? I haven't watched it since I was a fucking preteen. Yeah, I mean, nobody really cares about the Oscars. It's an award show that is literally people in the movie industry giving awards to people in the movie industry. They're literally patting themselves on the back. And the ratings have been so bad the last few years, I don't think that this... Need to step it up. Well, I think that's what they just did. I think they went the WWE Jerry Springer route. And I think they actually planned this shit. Because quite frankly, and it had to be, you know, two black guys. Well, at least one black guy getting slapped. That way you couldn't see whether or not there was a red mark. If it had been my pasty ass up there and I got slapped, you would see whether or not the slap was real. Or, or if it if it was you getting your pasty ass up there and doing the slapping, you'd be a racist. Oh, you know, you can't have a white person slapping a black person. <laughs> Even if they insulted your wife, you're still a racist. Yeah. And quite frankly, if I'd have been in the position where my wife was insulted enough that I was going to punk, well, slap somebody, I wouldn't slap them. I'm not that much of a bitch. You're gonna fucking. I would him. fucking punch them. Yeah. Who well, the? What kind of grown man slaps anybody? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, come on, people. <laughs> you slapped them. So there's two schools of thought. Either it was real. And then why the fuck did you slap him? Why didn't you punch him? You're defending your woman's honor and all she's worth is a dramatic slap. <laughs> oh my goodness. And if it was real, I you know, kudos to Chris Brock for just recovering on damn. <laughs> that's the most exciting thing you're gonna see on television tonight. <laughs> Oh shit. And he totally no sold it. He just like was like, you know, he didn't touch his face or anything like that. He just took the slap, like, you know, I guess a man could take being slapped. But I mean, Will Smith is that dedicated to his wife. This is a woman who, you know, went to fucking events with the fucking rap guy she was fucking who was like 20 years younger than her and all this shit. <laughs> you know, she went on her little fucking red table talk and with him on the show talking about how she was banging this guy because their relationship wasn't going so good. He was like, yep, it wasn't going good. <laughs> so he looked like a total bitch there. The best way he can come about it is to slap Chris Rock. 
I gotta say, if there's one celebrity in this world I'm not afraid of, it's definitely Will Smith because fuck him. <laughs> Come up and slap me, Will. I'm gonna show you how we fucking do it down the dirty Memphis style. Because once you slap me, I'm going to come back with a fist. And then once you're on the ground, I'm going to fucking break your ribs with my foot. Uh, but we got we got to move on for time because other shit has been happening with me. Crazy. Yeah, job. you've got an FBI file. Now. Crazy Joe. Okay, so. Let me pull up here uh, on my YouTube channel here. This uh, I did this political ad for my buddy Mike Miller. Now, um, I know you're not watching, Stephen. Just uh, take a listen here. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom is an essential tool for us as human beings if we're to prosper other than to merely survive. May 17th, cast your vote for Mike Miller. Mike Miller is a strong leader who will stand up for all your freedoms, including medical freedom, parental freedom, and Second Amendment rights. So remember, May 17th, cast your vote for Mike Miller. Vote Michael Miller for Idaho Legislator. Join him on social media or visit MillerForIdaho.com. So Crazy Joe takes that video of me where I'm endorsing Michael Miller, and then I take my I take my Glock and I fire three shots at a target, and I say Second Amendment rights. It's mm. a it's a political endorsement. He turned it in to the FBI and the New York State Police Department as a terroristic threat towards him. Uh, is this motherfucker retarded? <laughs> I, I think so, but so, you know, he got kicked off of Live 365 because he, he dared me to call into his show, and, and I did, and he, he, call, he called me an in-lover, the one word we don't use here on Outlaw Radio. He said it over and over and over again, he gets, and he gets kicked off of Live 365 for that. And he's saying I'm violating his Second Amendment rights or, or Wait, First Amendment not, rights. Excuse on Outlaw Radio, I can't say beep. Yeah, <laughs> but he's. My bad. He says he says now. Um, he's going after Matt Connerton, and yeah, he. Well, getting sure back to that. So he said. He called the FBI and he, he said that I'm showing guns on YouTube and threatening his life, um, you know, uh, indirect. Well, I, couldn't hear, I couldn't hear the ad, but I mean, did you hold the gun up and say, you know, vote my way or I'm going to you know, shoot this dumb son of a bitch? Nothing like that. Nothing like that. going to work your soundboard better when you play audio so I can hear. Well, no, that the audio on that one wasn't very loud anyway, so. But that's okay. But here he is now. He just posted a video a little while ago bragging that he's going to have the show of shows up. He thinks because he's got a picture of himself right next to Andrew Dice Clay that the two hang out and they're buddy buddies, but yet uh, I don't think Andrew Dice Clay has heard his anti-Semitic rants. 
Not to mention that, you know, Andrew Clay is, uh, I wouldn't call him a, you know, right-wing person, but he's definitely not fucking Democratic and left-wing. No, but he's also Jewish, and he already tore into uh, Charlie Sheen for that shit. And um, and he wouldn't approve of how crazy Joe talks talks about me and calling me the saying the n word, calling me an in lover and shit like that. But we, I just got to play this little clip here from his latest video that he posted, bragging that he's going to get the show of shows on. Hopefully, you can hear this. So here we go. Hopefully. So let's get something straight here, Matt. You hear that? You haven't interviewed anybody as big as I have. The proof is in the pudding. And now I'm going to embarrass you even further, okay? I have to do it. So this is me and my good friend, Mr. Andrew Dice Clay, on my Facebook page posing at one of his concerts he did many years ago. And he allowed me the privilege of taking a picture with him and giving me one of his shirts. Okay? And I will interview Andrew Dice Clay. I will send out a feeler to see if he'd like to be on the show of shows. But that's me and Andrew. That's me. That's unmistakable. Nobody looks like me. I have a unique face. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, that's you're me it's called ugly. the Dice Man, who has sold out more concerts for a live comedian than anyone in the history of comedy who's been on numerous times on the Howard Stern Show. And speaking of the Howard Stern Show, these are my accolades. I interviewed three people from the WAC Pack of the Howard Stern Show. I interviewed Elephant Boy, Speech Impediment Man, and Crazy Cabbie. They were on the Crazy Joe Show about four or five years ago, and Crazy Cabbie told me, you know, you got something there. Because I respected him like you couldn't believe. This is a crazy bastard. And I told him, I said, Crazy Cabby, you are one of the greatest. And he said, Joe, you got something there going. Okay? So a celebrity told Crazy Joe that he had something going there, going on. Okay? Asshole Matt Covington, you haven't interviewed nobody famous. What, some fucking piece of shit? Some cunt bitch nobody ever heard of? Some fucking angry lesbian singing folk songs? You call that famous? Anyway, or any who, the list goes on. And here we go. To prove what an asshole you really are, because you haven't interviewed anybody of fame. Who is this? This is Lebanon, Lebanon Levon, the star of the hit show on Discover Channel somewhere around eight years ago, Amish Mafia. This is a book by... Okay, so he's holding up Lebanon Levon. <laughs> I can't even say the guy's name. Lebanon Levi, you fucking moron. He's just holding up a book. There's no autograph to Joe. Best wishes, Lebanon Levi. Nothing like it. He's just holding up a book that you can buy at fucking Barnes and Nobles or on Amazon. That that doesn't tell me shit. Now, Stephen, 
um, you know, he didn't address me, but I can guarantee you, let's look, let's talk about the credentials we have. Jake the Snake Roberts. Flavor Flav. <laughs> I don't recall interviewing him, but. Uh, no, actually, I just met him personally. He's actually a friend of mine. No, well, let's talk about who we've interviewed here on since oh. Stunner Wrestling Inc., AOW Productions. Jake the Snake Roberts. Daniel Pewter. Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp. If you don't know who that is, watch the remake of The he Longest Yard. He broke it in my nose. He broke it in my nose. Oh, Bob Sapp. He was such a... He was such a fun interview, too. I mean, he was not a very good fighter, but still, the guy the guy did, did uh, he's credible in professional wrestling. He fought William the Refrigerator Perry. Um, he beat a K-1 legend out of Holland, which is tough to do. And he was... He had he had a role in the longest yard and Conan the Barbarian. And you know, I don't want to skip on Daniel Pewter, by the way, because you know, beyond his work in the WWE, uh, beyond his MMA career, his charitable work is just nothing short of fucking phenomenal. He literally. Spends his time crossing this great country of ours and really lighting a fire under mostly teens oh, and yeah. teaching them a better way to live their life. Daniel Pewter is such an amazing philanthropist that, you know, it's amazing. As a matter of fact, I think we probably should reach out to him for Outlaw Radio and uh, get him on again because yeah. I, I think Daniel was just such an amazing guy. And by the way, they're crazy, Joe, because you got this God complex. You're from New York, and that that makes that makes it so your shit doesn't stink. Yeah. Well, first off, the shit he was showing off there and that. And you know his, you know things and everything. He went to a fucking couple of meet and greets, and that's what it was. Yeah, I, think I could go to a fucking comic con and get fucking pictures and videos with any number of celebrities if I wanted to pay fifteen twenty bucks pop, and that's great. You can do that, and sure, it you know lends some form of credibility to your show. Sure, but one of the things I'm proud to say is here on Outlaw Radio and in AOW Productions, we have never once paid a single cent for any celebrity interview or endorsement. Actually, I have, uh, but not in money. You motherfucker. No, but uh, last year when I got Butterbean on the show, it was under agreement that I would purchase either one of his handmade pins or razors. Okay, well. And I, yeah. made, I made a purchase. Now, you can't see this on the camera uh, uh, if you're listening on the audio here, but here is a pin made, looks like a bullet, made from a deer antler. And look at that. It's like a... It's like yeah. A, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, this, I, I got arrested in Mexico for 
you know, having a keychain made out of something very similar. So don't take that to Mexico. Yeah. And also, hey, Jojo, this one's really going to hurt. Have you ever heard of Ross the Boss? He was the original guitarist for Man of War, and he's from New York. Doesn't act like an asshole. And him and I had a great conversation. I think uh, Man of War, when you're into heavy metal, that's pretty big. Wouldn't you say so? I mean, you know, I dabble a bit into heavy metal. I'm not as big into it as you, but even I know who he is, so yeah. Yeah, and then uh, as far as Matt's concerned, you want to dog on Matt Connerton? Well, that comment you made is about to blow up in your face as I am about to help hook him up with Shane Smith from Shane Smith and the Saints. And you probably don't know who that is, and that's okay, unless you watch Yellowstone. And I'm a big Yellowstone fan. Yeah, I mean, you've heard of I'm Shane. I'm a big Kevin Goster. You've heard of Shane Smith and the Saints, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, they're great. I, I love how they mix up country, a little bit of rock, and Celtic. Which is a very odd combination that you don't see. Country, rock, Celtic. And they've... they almost never seen that. And they make it work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when, when's the last time you seen a fiddle? Like their song, Hail Mary, they put, they put a fiddle in rock and roll and they make it work. Not to mention, it wasn't like a typical country fiddle. It was like an old Irish fiddle, which is just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess you can credit Charlie Daniels for starting something like that, bringing fiddle into rock and roll a little bit, but... Oh, yeah. No, Charlie Daniels was, you know, flat out amazing. So was, you know, or guys like... Fuck, I wouldn't like that name. I think it was Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. It was really good, too. Yeah. But the point is, Joe, lose the God complex. Quit being a fucking racist. Do your shitty show with that equipment that you have that you do not know how to operate and, and get pissed off when somebody helps you because you can't get the fucking message. Well, you know, sometimes it's really hard to get proper audio when you're recording into your mom's basement. <laughs> you know, he says the same thing about me. <laughs> and by the way, JoJo, being in New Jersey means you're in New Jersey. I know you're not in New York, at least anymore. You're in New Jersey. I can't afford to live in New York. <laughs> yeah. Even, even if he gets those government funds, but... And you make us Trump supporters look terrible. Well, no, he doesn't actually. He makes us, you know, Republican supporters look rather, you know, brilliant. Oh, oh but because he, when you when you have to fucking face down somebody that dumb, I mean, Jesus Christ. But uh, one more thing, because we got to wrap this up soon, though. He says that I'm a leftist and I'm part of the woke movement. What the fuck is the wolf movement? Woke, you. <laughs> oh, woke. Sorry. I didn't hear you properly. Yeah. Uh, I'm all what the fuck. Oh. Uh, if you're woke, then I'm trans. 
<laughs> now he might think you're serious there, so be careful. And oh, I'm sure he will. That'll be fantastic. I mean, uh, you know what? Just b before we go, I just got to play that uh, one video clip that I made here of him and all of his gay references that he he did that I decided to put. I just just I just had to put this together here. Hang on. Go for it. That's your part. Billy, you're dealing with a retard here. Crazy Joe is an ignorant, stupid, fucking jerk off, fucking loser that loves to have sex with farm animals. I got a fart. Hold on. Right, that's good. That's that was a good one. Hold on, I gotta fill my cup. I'm real thirsty talking about that cocksucker. Hey Slim, do you stick it up your partner's ass or does your partner stick it up your ass and does he grease it up, you know? Does he grease it up good? And how many inches does he put it up your ass? I heard the the uh, the human asshole, the physical asshole, uh, I heard by somebody in the prison that was doing a YouTube video talking about prison, put up the seven inches there. So I wonder if your boyfriend can really cut the mustard. You think he's got, I mean, does he have more than seven inches to stick it up your ass? I'm kind of curious. I am gay, but you know, you have to understand, dirtbag, that that's how we roll in New York, you know? That's right, I'll give you some good fucking rectum sex, yeah. I wish you would step on my fucking cock. <laughs> Boy Wonder is working, and I will always come back and I will shove my fucking cock down your fucking throat. I'll take a fucking dildo. And I'll fuck you like 25 inches and shove it down your fucking throat and pin your fucking arms like this. Or I shove the fucking dildo down your fucking throat and then I'll fucking turn you over and shove it up your fucking ass. Well, Good fucking rectum sex. Shove it up my fucking ass like all the boys. Oh, Right, that's good. That was a good one. Now, mind you, some of those audio clips were edited, and some of them were not. <laughs> yeah, it seems to me, uh, I don't think he's actually all that angry with you. I think he's in love with you. <laughs> That's what everybody thinks, and it's kind of scary. Anyway, we are out of time. On tap for next week is yet to be determined, but we're going to end the show with... Josh Bricker and Country Done Right. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we'll be back next week. Peace, folks. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
six strings Gonna feel life with thrills So I picked it up and played a few chords Next thing you know I'm out the door Playing in this ballroom tonight And making these girls feel right Cause it's a country thing Passed down to me from my daddy From his daddy down in history It's a natural thing It comes just right Just like Bonnie and Clyde Riding through the night And it feels right Playing the way my daddy did tonight And when I'm done I hope it says to miss son Now that's country done right Thought this country life was for me But this old sex train changed my life for free So I called my daddy up Asked him how'd you make it big And he said, boy, listen Cause here's the trick Boy, every time you get on stage You gotta give it everything you got From my daddy, from his daddy down in history It's a natural thing, it comes just right Just like Bonnie and Clyde riding through the night And it feels right, playing the way my daddy did tonight And when I'm done, I hope it says to miss some Now that's country done Down to me from my daddy From his daddy down in history It's a natural thing It comes just right Just like Bonnie and Clyde Riding through the night And it feels right Playing the way my daddy did tonight And when I'm done I hope it says to me some And when I'm done I hope it says to me some Now that's country done Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today.
support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden nutritional support system. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow, Pillows, and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Use promo code Outlaw and save up to sixty-six percent. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a twenty-five-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live. Entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ, Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. 
I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Won't ever see it coming, baby. I hit you from the block.